Welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. I'm Mary. And I'm Brandon. And we are here with Green Arrow Month. I am so excited because today we are going over for our Forgotten Hero segment. We're going over two of my favorite members of the Arrow fam, Mia Dearden, the second Speedy, and Emiko Queen, the second Red Arrow. Even if I personally believe her codename should be Arsenal. But... <laughs> Um, I am so excited. Um, these are two of my favorite characters. They are also characters that DC keeps forgetting about. Um, if you've kept up with Green Arrow at all, Mia Dearden has basically been in a state of limbo since about 2007. Um, and DC hasn't known what to do with Emiko Queen since they created her in like 2013. <laughs> um so it's not it's not fans fault necessarily that they are forgotten however i have compelling arguments and so does brandon as to why you should remember that these two amazing characters exist right um so what we're going to do is we're going to start with mary she's going to go over mia dearden first and then we are going to go into emiko so Mia Dearden uh, first appeared in Green Arrow 2001 issue two. This is the second issue of Green Arrow Quiver, which is also the book we're doing for our book club this month. Um, she was created by Kevin Smith and Phil Hester and her origins are really depressing. And I'm going to institute a trigger warning here um, for conversations around childhood sexual abuse, human trafficking, and just abuse in general um please continue with caution if any of those things upset you um totally understandable if they do your discretion is advised at this point yes um so mia dearden is a csa survivor a childhood sexual abuse survivor um we discover that she had been abused by her father in that way for the first 10 years of her life she runs away when she's 10 or 11 and is picked up by a sex trafficker who becomes her pimp and he um, forces her into um, sex work, essentially. And she is rescued from a really old creepy guy in issue two of Green Arrow 2001. This is where we first meet her, where she first meets Oliver Queen. And following that encounter with Green Arrow, she then separates herself from her pimp threatening him and essentially threatens to permanently disable him the way that um if i remember correctly the way that her mother had been disabled by her father mm -hmm. um and then sort of wanders star city looking for a new start um she encounters oliver queen who she immediately recognizes as the green arrow much to his shock for some reason um <laughs> I, I at this point I think he's just messing with her because every other Ollie from before 2001 was aware he didn't have a secret identity but, um and she sort of attaches herself to him and he offers her a job at the youth center that he's helping to run and not only does he offer her a job he offers her a place to stay and Mia stays with him and sort of Throughout the next two years, um, convinces Connor to train her in secret because Ollie does not want her to be a sidekick. He is convinced that she needs to be a civilian. Um, he makes compelling arguments, but so does she. 
-hmm. And um, two years into this living arrangement where Ollie is now her legal guardian and her father, um, she manages to talk her way into letting him let her be the new Speedy. Um, faces pushback from Roy about this, but upon hearing Mia's reasons for wanting to be Speedy, he ends up giving her his old quiver. Um, during the 2001 run, Mia would be um, revealed to be diagnosed with HIV. Um, she is an HIV positive superhero and is very much the face sort of of that in comic books. Um, unlike Northstar, who um, instead of being HIV positive was revealed to be an elf, um, they really do let Mia go through with it. <laughs> um, and we get some really fantastic storylines about what it is like to live with HIV and that it, this disease is no longer a death sentence, but something that people can live and still thrive with. Mm -hmm just monumental for the early 2000s because we are still coming very much out of the AIDS crisis at this time. Yeah. Mia's abilities include acrobatics, archery, martial arts, and swordsmanship, and can't go wrong with, can't not mention her nonstop motor mouth <laughs> and her, her wise tongue that will make fun of literally everyone. See, what was it? One point I want to bring up that you brought up is when Mia does identify who Oliver Queen is. I actually thought Oliver was not messing around. I actually thought, because remember, at this point, yes, fan spoiler for a book club about the cover, we find out that he has lost like 10 years. Yeah, but before those 10 years, his identity was still public. <laughs> again this is this is the thing where you're not getting there because she somehow have not read the grow run which confounds <laughs> um no like it was public before that like even within like from what ollie is remembering like people in the street know him as green arrow he went on trial for something he did as green arrow as oliver queen like his identity is public <laughs> um like he straight up showed up to court for Green Arrow stuff without the costume. <laughs> there's there's no pretense anymore. So he he really is just kind of walking around like, how does she know it's me? <laughs> and they have an amazing relationship. Ollie and Mia's relationship is one of my favorite things to exist in comic books. Um, and for a specific recommended reading for Mia Dearden, those of you who follow me on TikTok know that I have a full reading list of all of her appearances linked in my card. But some highlights from this that I would recommend reading are, of course, Green Arrow 2001, issues 1 through 10. Quiver cannot recommend enough for Mia. It really highlights who she is as a character, introduces her, all of that. Um, there is, of course, also Green Arrow 2001, issues 39 to 45. And then T-Titans, volume 3, issue 23. Yeah. And some of my favorite team-ups for her, um, she doesn't get a lot of them outside of the Aerofam specific, um, but her and Connor's relationship is fantastic. Her and Roy do not really interact a lot, and we're just going to ignore um, Rise of Arsenal and everything that happens in Cry for Justice, because <laughs> it's it makes me sad. But um, There is... A lot of really great stuff with her and the Titans and specifically I really love her dynamic with Bart Allen 
um because it i am forever laughing at the fact that mia is like the only member of the arrows that like enjoys bart as a person <laughs> um uh yeah she's wonderful you should definitely read her and um i am crossing fingers um for at at this moment as we're recording she has not yet appeared in green arrow 2023 um crossing fingers she shows up crossing fingers williamson doesn't absolutely butcher her <laughs> so at this point in time we're going to switch over to another um forgotten archer um everybody knows her as amiko queen uh, made her first appearance in green arrow volume five issue number 18 back in may 2013 um, some of the teams that she has been known to be a part of of course is team titans titans justice league reserves um, she is part of the arrow family at this point in time or get my drift there uh, main alias of course is red arrow um Amiko or Emmy Queen is currently the Red Arrow. She is Oliver Queen's Green Arrow's half sister and partner. Um, she is the daughter of the assassin. Um, what was it? Shadow? Shadow. 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 Thank you. My apologies. Um, Shadow and Robert Queen. Um, her origins are simple. She was born on Starfish Island, which, if anybody does not know what Starfish Island is, where have you been with Green Arrow? At this point, this is one of the main parts of Green Arrow's story because this is the island that he I will is. say, I will say the name of the island changes. Yeah. Um, we just kind of fans, we just kind of refer to it as like the island generally. Um, because it's they never keep constant with it. <laughs> but um supposedly after her birth, she was kidnapped by Robert's vengeful business partner, Simon Lorcrox or LaCroix. LaCroix. LaCroix, my bad. Um, Simon LaCroix. Um, after Simon kidnapped Amico. Um, he raised her to believe she was his daughter. In the process of this, she was trained to become a skilled warrior, skilled warrior and archer. Amiko, however, does find out the truth that Simon is not her father. And when she does find out, she kills him in the process of doing all this. Um, after this, she does decide to work with her half-brother Oliver and takes on the persona Red Arrow. Again, not compared to Mia, but there isn't a lot of... It's sad. This character needs more page time. Like they're, yeah, they're, part, they're, of, part of what makes Emiko so odd from a comics perspective is that she is based on an Arrowverse character, Thea Queen, mm -hmm. who is based on Mia Dearden. <laughs> um, so it's like Mia, Thea, Emika, like it's it's a really, and then there's also like another Mia within the Arrowverse. It's complicated. Um, she also arises in the New Fifty Two, which is not a good time for comics, and it's like this really weird out of like this is not a Green Arrow book that she's in. <laughs> like yeah, the characters are Green Arrow, but like it doesn't feel. Like the th themes are not Green Arrow, the characters aren't right. Um, it's just really odd. Um, not only that, that's why I said it's hard for me for her to give her recommended readings because some of the ones that are also talked about is also from another terrible Green Arrow run, Rebirth. Or they're from a really terrible Teen Titans run. 
Emiko is cursed to not appear in good comics. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because you could do so many amazing things with her. And DC's, like, even recently, they were like, we're going to spin the wheel. Let's see. Emiko Queen was raised to be a ruthless killer and has worked every day since to prove that she is not defined by death. Let's see. It, She's going to loot a corpse in Gotham. Why does it make sense? That's not her character. Um, Like, it's heartbreaking. Did I... She's so cool. I promise she's amazing. She's, she's a good character that's been dealt a bad hand. When she it has been dealt nothing but bad hands. When it comes to comics, you know. Like, the only one I remember, I think I was first introduced to her when they did the whole Future State runs. When they did Teen Titans. It wasn't. You know, yeah. It was in those. And I think it was my first one I ever read of her that I actually learned about her. Because, again, fans, I wasn't a big Green Arrow guy. Um, I was something totally new um my first introduction to him was back in the animated series of justice league um but i never got into his reading and then that's what i said so going into emiko and learning stuff i didn't know tons about it so when i came into future say i was like who is this archer this this character's interesting and and then i found out who she was everything and i loved her it, it's just sad that she has not been given a good comic since um some of her powers and abilities really quickly um it's acrobatics archery deception hand-to-hand combat and martial arts investigation multilingual or multilingualism i can spell it out today um marksmanship peak human condition stealth tactical analysis she she is probably one of the more versatile arrows i guess is a versatile arrows that we have um DC, do better. We want to see these characters a little bit more. You have admitted on page that Emiko is a better archer than Ollie. Do something about it. <laughs> um, Emiko is also fantastic for so many reasons. So one of the things that really compels me about her character, and we see this in like the DC Festival of Asian Superheroes, but we also see it within the Teen Titans run, that Emiko very much puts up this hard facade. Mm-hmm. Um. She she tries to like hide all of her feelings behind like oh I was raised to be an assassin, um but she's really soft. Yeah. Um she loves cute things. She very much is still a teenage girl. Um, she does not want to be a civilian. Much to Ollie's chagrin, <laughs> this is the only thing Reaper got right about it. <laughs> um, is that he does want his kids to be civilians first. Mm-hmm. Um but her like her comfort show like her guilty pleasure show is like keeping up with the kardashians um and she helps slobo take care of like flocks of pigeons and is just genuine generally very sweet um you just have to like get past like five levels of edgy backstory and listens to mcr first (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why i said these this is why we love doing the forgotten hero series is to bring characters to light that you might have forgotten about or show a light on somebody that needs more attention and now now i do i do i do have recommended readings for emiko if you would like me to share them yeah absolutely go right ahead um so green era volume five issues 18 to 52 this is really her introduction and where we really start to first see her Green Arrow Volume 6, Issues 1 to 38. This is where we really sort of see her become more of her own character um, outside of whatever was happening in the New 52. Um, She's a little 
she's older now she has like a personality and isn't like confined to like being a 12 year old that knows nothing but trauma she's like learned to live a little bit um teen titans volume 6 issues 13 to 47 and my personal favorite issue for her of all time deathstroke volume 4 issue 43 where she kills him Um, yes, you heard that right. Emiko Queen has killed Deathstroke. Um, fans, let us know in the comments below what you love about Mia Dearden, what you love about Emiko Queen. Do you agree with us that they need to have more page time? I think that's a stupid question at this point, but I'm still going to say it. Um, <laughs> um, I, I do have a whole reading list for Emiko in yeah. my card as well. Yeah. Um, so what was it? And we'll put those, what was it? We have those links. We can put them out there on our where you guys can go take out take a look at the recommended readings for both Emiko and Mia um Dearden um at this point what was it this will end the end of the podcast um one of our shorter ones but it's still the point that we try to highlight characters that we want you to read more about um, and let us know what your favorite moments for them are yeah. um if you haven't heard about them before or you haven't read them Tell us if you do choose to read them and follow the reading list. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Do you agree that DC has no idea what to do with Emiko and hasn't since the idea of her existing happened to them? <laughs> That's why I said this is a great segment. This is a great way to end it. Find us on Comic Talkers on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Comic Talkers um, to get all the latest updates. That's where you can let us know what we've asked. Um, at this point, check us out for other great comic book and anime content on Spotify for Podcasters, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Check us out. We have some great segments out there as well um, to get. And please subscribe to that channel and hit that bell notification. And without further ado, my name is Brandon. And I'm Mary. And may comics always be the top of your discussion. <laughs>